This is the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. Knowing your client's point of view about your service is vital to understand what they want and need. In this episode, we're going to share a few words from one of our clients who hired us to do property management for them and how we build trust with them over the years. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. It's Mike Riley, and I don't have Mike Ferrante, my uh, my sidekick on this podcast. Uh, instead, we've got uh, Lindsay Riley. Um, and this is our part two, where we talk to uh, some of our clients and get their you know, perspective, what it's like to be on the other side of the transaction. And with us is one of our first clients in the short-term market, calling in from lovely San Diego, where it's mm-hmm. currently sunny and in the 60s, while in Cleveland, it's gray, cold, and about a foot of snow on the ground. So Gerardo Morabito, how are you doing, Gerardo? I'm doing fine, Mike. Uh, how are you? Good. It's only taken me two years to really learn how to get that Gerardo right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. My yes. wife st- still struggles with it. And we've been married for uh, five, eight, six years. <laughs> six years. Well, Lindsay, I mean, to you, this is a no brainer with your your great Spanish, right? True. I remember many times having to, uh, I, I, I think Mike t- tend to, tended to say Gerardo. And I'm like, oh, that's not the newscaster. No, there's no L. It's just Gerardo. So, <laughs> but yes, it was, uh, that, that was pretty easy for me to say when I first, when I first met him, of course, my, my first instinct was to speak, was to actually start speaking Spanish with him, but I was like, oh, let's develop a good relationship first. Before. Oh, that, that would have been, before. that would have been the key to a good relationship. Uh, well, yeah. I take it Spanish is your second language or first language, Gerardo. It, it is my first language, but I grew up in in Florida, uh, speaking English in school. So I'm actually more comfortable okay. with English. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny when uh, my wife and I go down to uh, South Beach for a little five day getaway. <laughs> it's they there is more Spanish down there than there is going to Cancun. <laughs> Cancun I believe is, that. Cancun yeah. is like the 51st state. Where, where South yeah. Beach, it's like, I mean, everybody's speaking Spanish. Some yes. people don't yeah. even speak any English. So, yeah. you know, with the Cuban population there. So yes. uh, now any, okay. So let's, uh, let's get down to business here. So you own other properties, Gerardo, right? Um, how many right. others and in what, what cities? I have a, an investment property in uh, Texas in a city called Denton. And then I have another one in Indianapolis. Okay. Both, uh, well, Indianapolis, that's how long have you had that property? Uh, I've had it for about a year and a half. Wow. That's, that's a growing metropolis, Indianapolis. Yes. My, my youngest brother lives down there and it just seems to be growing leaps and bounds. So what is it like you you're in Texas, you got a place in Denton, Texas, you got a place in Indianapolis, and then you've got our Airbnb that we manage for you in uh, Cleveland Heights, and you're sitting there in San Diego. So what's it like with your other two properties? Are they short-term? Are they long-term or what? They are long-term. And, you know, I, I have a property manager uh, there too, because uh, it's pretty hard to do it when you're out of state, but it's, uh, you know, it's long-term. So it's, you know, a one-year lease. And yeah, I mean, it's not, they don't bring as much cash flow as the uh, one that I have from Cleveland. 
which is our you're uh, one of the first people we talked into going short term. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I did. <laughs> but I think it takes somebody that can that can definitely do the marketing right and do the manage the property right because it's uh, it's definitely trickier to do short term. Well, everything the stars seem to align with you because uh, I remember when I first talked to you on the phone, there was some stuff that you had to take care of. Uh, if I memory serves me correct, you bought the house, but there were still some violations. You assumed yes. the violations. And then we discovered there was some other stuff that didn't come up in the inspection, which seems to be the norm. Even if you hire an inspector, I don't, they're not really doing, in my opinion, a thorough enough job uh, before you buy it. And then as we started talking to you, how long did it take before we kind of flipped you over to a short term? Do you remember? Um, I think it only took a couple, a couple of weeks. Wow. Cause I, I think that that's true actually. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, yeah, I, I remember that conversation too. It was a, it was a short conversation. I mean, it was, yeah, I was sorry, but yeah, I remember it being a few weeks as well. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Elaborate Lindsay yeah. and Gerardo. So how did that go? Uh, well, I'll, I'll start. Um, I mean, from what I remember, Gerardo was initially, interested in long-term. I think yes. the rent we had quoted at rent for long-term rental for that property was nine fifty a month, maybe, maybe plus utilities. And then, you know, that was the, I, I believe we started working with you. I think it was like 2016, 2017, actually 2017. Okay. Yeah. And I, that was when we were really starting to get our feet wet and I mean really wet in the, uh, the short-term rental market. We were converting more of our long-term properties into short-term. And I remember talking with Mike about it. And that's when we said, well, let's, let's float this short-term rental idea past him. And yeah, I mean, that's what I can remember so far. And then, you know, we got the furnishing going, but um, how about you, Gerardo? What do you remember from that? Yeah, I remember you. Uh, so I initially reached out to do a long term and uh, I was impressed with our first call. And then I think in our second call, you brought up the short term you know, possibility. And I thought, well, you know, let's try it out. You know, it is short term. If it doesn't work out, we can always go back to long term. And, you know, with the possibility of bringing in more revenue, I didn't see why not, why not give it a shot. Right. Right. And then we started to, you know, make that investment with furnishing it and it has been nothing but a home run since. Would you agree? I I mean, we're talking max one, one month vacant, maybe two in the beginning, but now it's one month because It is, I mean, I love, I mean, I, I feel kind of like akin to that house because it's kind of like a child, like I remember kind of getting involved in that first. And it's kind of like, I take a lot of pride myself in that property because it was, you know, my first stab at really getting uh, a house up and going. And I just love it so much. I love that it's so close by to our office as well. So if there's anything wrong, I can just pop over there. But um, the house is so popular 
because it is so convenient for people who are going to be getting treatment at Cleveland Clinic uh, because it features those first floor bedrooms and bathrooms. That is such a need here in Cleveland, such a need. Uh, I wish we had more rental properties that have first floor bedroom and bathrooms on the short term side because that's a growing need. It just is all I always seem to hear about that. And, you know, I think one of the biggest home runs that we had for your property was I won't name any names, but it was a local family whose daughter was in a wheelchair and they needed somewhere to be in Cleveland Heights so that she could be at the school system. Um, but they were they paid a premium of three thousand a month plus utilities because they you know they had the funds that could support that and then it just grew on from from there. So, I think what I remember about that Gerardo was that it just fit well with our portfolio of homes that we had, and when we started flipping our homes into short term rentals, uh, all of a sudden a gusher just exploded with people wanting, you know, to rent from us because there wasn't anybody else who was doing it. And all of a sudden there was a real advantage to having your house, which was right smack in the middle of all the rest of our properties. So somebody would call and say, yeah, I really want to get, uh, I, I need to get something in Cleveland Heights close to the clinic. And then of course, one or two of our properties were already booked up. And then We'd say, well, listen, this is book, this is book, this is book, but this this just got open. And then bam, it just started cascading. I think over the last three or four years, and I know Lindsay would agree with me on this, you have to have the right combination to make an Airbnb work. Now, your house, for those who want to go to our website at riley-properties.com, that's the Bainbridge property. Now, people want to look at that. They're going to see a couple of things that stand out. First, it's a brick house. It just really looks nice. Second, it's on the corner, which, you know, some areas, some streets that are more kind of block party oriented, they, they really don't feel comfortable having an Airbnb smack in the middle of their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So a corner house, which is not part of, I mean, it's part of the neighborhood, but it's kind of distance from the neighborhood mm -hmm. is, is, is a real attraction. And then of course the first floor bedroom and bath, because, you know, our market is, is uh, we do a lot of work with the clinic and UH uh, for patients who are looking for short term and need, need, they need to be close, but they want to, they don't want to be down in the hood where a lot of portions of the clinic is. Plus, so, they also don't want to be in an apartment. That's the other thing, because much of the calls that I get are, well, I'm, I, I want to be in an apartment or I'm not looking to be in an apartment. I want to have my own space. I want to have to worry about people above me or below me. Hey, let's stop here. We got to pay some bills. 30 seconds and we'll be back. If you've been listening to this podcast, then you understand or should understand the pitfalls of investing in Cleveland real estate. Say you're looking for an investment property to rent, and these are the things that could happen and often do. You overpay for a house and it's in the ghetto. Then you find that it's a money pit with endless surprise repairs. Your hapless property manager 
who may be the brother-in-law of the realtor, gets a tenant who after three months stops paying the rent. Then the toilet explodes and you have nobody to repair it because guess what? The property manager is not answering the phone. Yep, that's the ugly side of the Cleveland real estate market. But we have a solution. Buy one of our properties. It's been inspected. It's been vetted. It's in a rock solid part of town. It comes with a gold star tenant paying top dollar rent and we manage it. Call us at 216-371-8160 if you're interested. Okay, so we got location. Yeah. It's close to the clinic. Yeah. I mean, it's literally five, 10 minutes away by car. It's in a safe neighborhood. It's right smack in the middle of an Orthodox neighborhood. The other thing is it's three blocks from our building. So most of our properties that we have are within a two mile radius of our, of our building, which means it's easy to support. It's easy to keep your eye on the property. I mean, I drove past your house quite a bit coming back to the office because a lot of times, you know, after a storm, I'll drive down Maple. We've got two houses on Maple. I'll drive past Staunton. Then I'll loop over to Bainbridge because I want to see after a winter storm, did uh, any trees come down, any branches come down. And so if you've got your, your, your short-term houses in these areas, uh, you really can't literally can keep your eye on them. And, 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 and see things. So everything fell into place. Plus, Harada, quite frankly, you, uh, you know, you're, you're a good guy to work with. And I think there's a mutual trust, which is very important when you handle these kinds of transactions, because you got to really watch that we're, we're not, we don't want to be competing with you. We want to be complimenting you. And, you know, if two properties are vacant, my property is vacant and your property is vacant and we get one call. All right. Well, who's going to get that? <laughs> who's going to get the right. money? OK, yeah. so <laughs> I mean, that's a reality. But fortunately, we don't have to deal with that because we've got so much traffic coming through our website. So jump in, Gerardo, give us. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting you mentioned those three things, Mike, the proximity to Cleveland Clinic, the corner house and the first floor bathroom. I actually wasn't looking for those features when I was looking mm. to buy a house. I think it just worked out really well. We were looking for a good neighborhood and an attractive house, but those other three things, I think it just worked out really well. Um, and uh I was also, you were mentioning about the, uh, that I, you know, it's kind of the good working relationship we have. Um, I'm a engineer at a large defense contractor. I get to work with a lot of suppliers who are often, you know, the uh, subject matter experts. And I think uh, you kind of have to trust people, see how they work. You know, when you see they're doing things well, you trust what they do and, and things worked out, work out better that way. Yeah. You've got to feel like you don't have to stand over them to make sure the job's getting done right, which exactly, which uh, is a lesson that a lot of people never, never pick up. Um, I don't want the customer being the foreman. Our job is to make sure that you're getting a good ROI on your return. The expenses are understandable. You understand the pricing strategy. 
You understand the commission structure that Lindsay has. So, I mean, you're looking at your statement and well, I know your house is easy to rent. So through our, our porthole, which is our website uh, that people are going through. So yeah, Lindsay, jump in. Any other thoughts? Yeah, no. Um, I think it's just, it's certainly been a pleasure and I love working with Gerardo because, you know, not only I think from his perspective, he, he sees that things are, you know, being maintained, you know, there's rarely any vacancies. He's seeing a nice return on investment. Um, and I'm keeping him on the, in the loop um, each month with his statement. And then also we have our meetings like we did earlier this week, where we're talking about how can we, how can we spruce this up even more? Uh, I'm bouncing around ideas. So I think for me, you know, being able to, um, you know, give him those ideas and that level of trust that we've developed over the last couple of years has been, has been stellar. Um, and I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, he's not, uh, uh, and I'm just speaking for myself, Gerardo, but, uh, you know, you're not necessarily freaking out over uh, a month <laughs> or even the worst yeah. case scenario, two months of vacancy. You understand that, you know, you are making more money on the short term, but with that comes, comes a cost of sometimes there's going to be vacancies and that's what it is. That hence short term. So yeah, I think this has been working out really well. Yeah. Which begs the question, Gerardo, which I know some listeners are thinking, so why wouldn't you do another short term in Cleveland? I want to, uh, I just need to put the money together and find a good opportunity to get in. Well, this is not yeah. a sale. This this podcast is not a sales pitch, so don't worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just uh, you know full disclosure. One one thing that we're in the process of doing is um, analyzing our our own portfolios because we're getting a lot of investors who are listening to our podcast over the the last, especially in the last year. Th- our our downloads have really increased, and they're calling and they're saying, well, I just bought this house in X neighborhood. Well, first of all, it's unrentable in that neighborhood and we can't touch it. And we're not looking to be the property manager for every house in Cleveland. We're very, very selective in terms of who we take on. And I keep telling people, I said, listen, if you want to buy a property in Cleveland, you have to get your ducks in a row, which means you have to identify what exactly you want, what type of house you want to have and what neighborhood do you want to be in? And those, then you, you know, only after you go through these steps, do you buy the property, but you don't buy the property first and then look for the property manager. You know, that's backwards. I agree. What what is, what has been your experience just out of curiosity? I mean, how's the property management companies in Indianapolis and Denton been? Uh, I found one in Denton that worked out really well for us. Uh, I haven't had any problems with them. Uh, In Indianapolis, the first one I had didn't work out so well, and I ended up getting a second one that so far has uh, worked pretty well for us. Knock on wood. Yeah. Do they they charge a monthly fee? Do they collect the money? Do they, I mean, what what exactly... Tell me what a property manager in those two cities basically does. Uh, well, the so they help find they find a tenant. They I usually give them that. So I buy the house, and then the realtor that I'm working with hands over the keys, and they 
look over the house, and in addition to the inspection report, they recommend uh, fixes uh, or you know repairs that we need to do to get the house to be rent worthy. We they usually take care of uh, finding contractors to do the work, and then once the house is ready, uh, they market it for for typically you know one year contract uh, stay for renting. Uh, once they have a tenant in place, they take care of collecting the monthly rent. And uh, if the tenant needs any uh, service uh, repairs or anything, uh, they usually take care of that uh, below a certain dollar amount. Above a certain dollar amount, they give me a call and you know check that I'm okay with, uh, with proceeding with any major repair. Right. Um, okay. So that's pretty much it. Are these properties new properties? Are they- I, yeah, I try to buy newer homes uh, in, in general. I mean, built after, you know, 2000 if possible. And are these more uh, middle, upper middle class tenants you're getting? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, yeah. Because one of the things that uh, we're concerned about, and we've had to deal with this, over the years is you get somebody in there in one year and they just trash the house. It's just unbelievable. We yes. Would... That's, that's definitely a risk. So that's why I tried to target, uh, like you said, the middle upper middle class neighborhoods, right. it's less, less likely to happen. Right. Exactly. And that's the, that's one of the dirty little secrets of buying some of these properties that in Cleveland, people are saying, well, I just bought this house in this neighborhood for 50,000. And I just thought to myself, well, hey, good luck getting a, you know, a quality tenant there, especially if it's a duplex, because yeah. you end up getting, you know, the police are getting called, you know, once a month. So, yeah, there's a lot of little uh, hidden uh, traps in, uh, you know, investing in real estate, which we've explored on, on this podcast. So, okay, well, is there anything else, Lindsay, we want to cover with Gerardo? Mm. He's a he's a busy engineer, so. I, I don't know if I do. I think I've kind of said everything at this point. You know, it's been a great working with him and I would love to see him invest in another property. Well, hey. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Here yeah. in Cleveland, that is. Yeah. yeah. So, All right, um, Lindsay. We'll get there. All right. All take, right. Take the hook out of out of a Herauder's mouth here. No, we'll, no, we'll, no, Hawk. <laughs> we'll, 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 yeah. we'll end on that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, you know, we're, we're here in San Diego, properties are just so expensive. And my my wife and I have just been saving money to uh, buy a house here in California. So <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. yeah. All the, well, you know, you do have other, you have landing points. Uh, you can get closer to Florida, right? I mean, you know, you can always come move to Cleveland and live like a, live like a multimillionaire. So here. You could, you could. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So keep that in mind. Yeah. I keep telling my LA California investors, I said, you know, the, the you could buy a house here, just an absolutely stunning house in Shaker Cleveland Heights for half a million dollars. And it would be like four bedrooms, three baths, five bedrooms, you know, uh, yeah. super, super great schools. And you could sell your house for 2 million or 3 million, and you could just walk over here, you know, or at the minimum buy, buy that property and set it up as a high end, you know, Airbnb short term, and you've got a landing spot here. So 
I mean, especially if you're working remote. So anyways, things, things are always in flux, always changing. So, uh, Anyways, Gerardo, we're going to let you get back to work. I know you got a big rent bill to pay. So, <laughs> we'll, uh, and when you get more money, yeah. give us give us a call. All right. <laughs> we'll do. All right. All right. Hey, thanks All for right. your time. All right. See you, everybody. Thanks, Mike. Okay. All right. Thanks, Lucy. Right. Bye. You're welcome. Thank Bye-bye. you for listening to the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast with Mike Riley. Please add our show or follow us on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. Leave a like or comment on the video. All engagement is appreciated. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well for video content coming soon. For any Cleveland listeners or Cleveland Browns fans, you can check out our other podcast, Cleveland Browns Anonymous, for our weekly group therapy session. This is also on all the same platforms as the Cleveland Real Estate Investor.